It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, April 12th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is once again going to go on a bit of a rant about the Phantoms. And I'm not going to use one on the brink pun, not one. Oh, yeah, I already took care of that yesterday, so we're all good there. You're Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with the lovely and talented Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. Keep up to date on our episodes and the Flyers news. You can also email us your mailbag questions at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are doing one this week, so get your burning flyers questions in Uh, today we are going to talk about the phantoms we're also going to talk about bobby brink and the latest at practice in getting ready for the game against the washington capitals locked on flyers is free and available on apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey wherever you are listening right now so subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the locked on podcast network So, Russ, exactly what happened with Bobby Brink was what we feared, is that right after we recorded yesterday's episode, they announced his signing. Uh, So, you know, maybe we helped push it along a little bit by saying they wouldn't sign him until Monday. Uh, You know, I'll I'll take credit for that. Yeah, you should. Um, Yeah, he wasted no time. He he didn't want the, uh, he he wanted to play. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. was obvious. So, uh, you can't blame him. Not at all. And he was at practice yesterday uh, on a line with Scott Lawton and Travis Konechny. But they did talk about the lines uh, at practice yesterday and the defensive pairings. We'll get into both of those things uh, with Brink on that line. Mike Yo said it wasn't locked in stone that he could end up switching Owen Tippett. And Bobby Brink, so Tippett would be on that second line, and Brink would then be with Frost and JVR. He thought that maybe that Lawton Konechny Brink line would be a little too small in a game against the Caps, and so would want to adjust it for size reasons. I mean, I think that's a, just way overthinking it. it I know. It, it really is. It's just, honestly, put Brink with guys that might feed him the puck. JVR is not that guy. JVR rarely passes the puck or puts somebody in a situation where they're going to have a chance at a goal. Like, how about looking at reasonable things like that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because Frost, who's on that third line at center, is also a puck feeder and not as much of a, a shot taker. And Brink, while he can score goals, has been playing more in a playmaking role. Uh, with Denver this season, his assists are much higher than his goals with Denver. But yeah, but know, I, I think that's temporary. I, like I think that I was know. because that's that's the thing though. I I would want him on the line with with Konechny, who's like firing like nobody's business right now, yeah. so that there's two dynamic playmakers yes. who will also shoot the puck. That's what makes sense to me. That would make sense. 
Uh, it was good to see him uh, really excited at his first press conference and, you know, said it was great to go out winning with his best friends at DU. Um, both he and Cam York, who also spoke at that presser, uh, said good things about each other. And, you know, it was good that there's they a lot of... They played together, so, you know, Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of familiarity with, with the new kids on the team uh, having played together or against each other. And Cam York was hilarious. Uh, he was asked if Brink said anything to him about Denver beating Michigan to get to the Frozen Four final. And he, Cam was like, nah, I would have punched him. Yeah, it's funny. It's it, You know, those kinds of things are good. And Brink is a, a good kid that will, um, that will keep things loose. And that's good. I mean, look, it all helps with um, team chemistry. I also do want to talk about that defensive pairing decision. Yes, let's talk about that. And what happened in practice yesterday. So the defensive pairings were Provorov, Sanheim, and then York, Ristolainen for the top four. And Mike Yo said that it wasn't locked in stone again. And we know from past experience that the Provy-Sanheim pairing can be very successful, but also has not been on several occasions. But... Um, we really needed to get Cam York on the left side, which is his natural side. He's the most comfortable. And, you know, even he said, it's been great for me to learn the right side, but I kind of want to play on the left side because I want to show people what I can do. Yeah, and that's what I was saying this whole time. Like, it was just, lack of a better term, it was so dumb to do this because he clearly wasn't in his comfort zone. And the, the one thing you want a guy who's developing and sort of coming along is to be comfortable first and then learning other things second. And so it's like, yeah, you want him to be on the left side for sure. And, you know, I, I'll tell you what what really did it. It was the Trevor Zegers game because mm-hmm. he couldn't cover Trevor Zegers. He's on his offside, and it, that probably frustrated him. And, you know, you look at that on film, and it's kind of like at that point, somebody on the Flyers other than Mike Yo had to say, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think, you know, it was mentioned by several people on Twitter yesterday, and there could be some truth to it, that they want to test out York Ristolainen together as well for for the future as a potential pairing, uh, not only to get York on his good side, but also what if they trade Provi or Sandheim in the offseason? They want to see what different combos of, combos of people look like. Or... Are we preparing for a future without Ryan Ellis? That's what I kind of wonder. That could be true as well. I think that all, all of the above are possible. It, it, yes. I mean, it does seem like they're sort of taking auditions now for that first line, first pairing, right D spot, doesn't it? It's very possible. I think, you know, there's a lot of machinations happening right now. So we're all just trying to read the tea leaves in these lineups for these waning games. And It would be nice to get a medical update. Well, one thing Bobby Brink said in his media availability is that he's very excited for his first game to be up against Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Uh, grew up being a huge fan of Ovechkin, which once again is making me feel old. But <laughs> this is where we are in time that continues. Uh, I think the Caps are actually in a really interesting spot right now and are going to have a lot of motivation to win this game. 
because they are looking to get out of the playoff position that puts them up against the Florida Panthers in the first round because I don't think that's the kind of matchup that they want. And so recently they won over Boston, which was good in moving up in the wild card race, but they're still kind of hovering in that same spot Mm -hmm. because they had lost a few games. You know, they had to have a players only meeting after losing to the wild and Carolina pretty handily. And they managed to kind of recover from that. They're on a three game win streak, but I think they are very eager to get out of the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I would say so. I think this is a week-to-week thing with the Caps, and Laviolette's really got his work cut out because he's got some young guys that have talent that aren't quite where you'd want them to be, uh, Samsonov included, and then he's got older guys that you want to see with a little more fire that aren't quite as fiery as they should be at this time of the year, and he's in a tough spot, so he's going to have to keep trying to motivate these guys and I think he can you know do that in in this game though you know like I said they fed Ovechkin at the end of the game to get the empty net goal he is going to take at least five or seven eight shots a game now trying to up his goal total so that has to Mm -hmm. be in the game plan it has to right Rachel you can't possibly let Alex Ovechkin just walk in and take shots can they Rachel I don't know well, you know, I'm mean, just having they fun have here. been known to know. do such things. I know. But I, I think that they tend to just leave him open at his office, so to speak, when the mm-hmm. caps are on the power play. They do play him at five on five. Yes, it's the power play that I worry about, though. Well, I think that's been something we've been worrying about all season, and I don't think we're going to get much of a change on that front i mean it looks like we will see brink on the power play as an option Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to seeing what's possible there honestly i know what they're what they're trying to do but let's just have an entire power play with all the kids and see what happens like don't mix in jvr or atkinson on that one let's just see what they all can do i would love to see it mike yo will never do it i know I know. I just think at this point, let's get creative and let those kids who know each other and want to have fun try and do something. I know. It would be great. All right. Well, we'll see how the Flyers play tonight. And there are more kids to talk about in Lehigh Valley coming up next. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. I've used that already and it's been very Mm. good. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. 
find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Russ, I have some very upsetting news to start off our Phantoms segment. Apparently, Ringo from the Texas Stars won the AHL mascot madness. Not Melvin. I think it's something with the uh, with the balloting. I would check the ballot machines. I would too. I think it was rigged because uh, apparently it's uh, Ringo's third win in a row yeah. in the mascot madness. So there's something suspect going there's on. There's something there. there. Something going on. All right, with the Phantoms, it's. Uh, I feel like it's two steps forward, one step back with this team. Sometimes, uh, poor Ryan Fitzgerald. Uh, He'd just gotten back into the game, but he was out again after he got hurt last Friday. On the upside, Linus Hogberg is close to return. Uh, Lena Sandin is skating with the team again. I don't think he's going to come back at least for another week or so, but uh, it's just these injuries are very, very frustrating. Well, and, and, you know, Wade Allison, again, either running into walls or running into nets, like, his body is just not going to hold out over the course of a career. And I and I hate saying that because he's a great kid, but it's just not. Yeah, he was able to play quite a bit this weekend, so that was good to see. Unfortunately, the Phantoms uh, only won one out of the three games we're able to talk about. They did play last night, but as of recording, that game is still in progress uh, against Providence. So... Uh, They lost their first one on Wednesday to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. It was super frustrating because they were so close. uh, So much of that game and Hayden Hodgson got a really nice goal on a, on a really fantastic play from Max Willman with five 30 left. And they just could not get another one at that point. I think the other thing this weekend that was a struggle was that they had been doing so well on the power play. They were at almost 30% in their previous seven games. They were really excited. And then in the first three games of this weekend, they were 0 for 4, 1 for 4, and 0 for 3. So kind of back to where they were before, which was really upsetting. Yeah, it's slipping. It's slipping like my faith in the Phantoms is slipping. Well, they are, yeah, in a real difficult spot right now because they're two games back of Bridgeport. They lost ground because of that loss to Bridgeport on Sunday, plus Hartford, who's the team above Bridgeport and the standings two above the Phantoms, won a couple of games as well. There's only 10 games left, so it it's going to take a little bit of a miracle for the Phantoms to get into the playoffs this year, and... I think that's where I'm struggling the most with some of the decisions that are being made with this team right now. And I think for me, looking at some of the line combinations that they have been going with, 
I understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's very similar to what we just talked about with the Flyers power play with wanting to put some of the kids and some of the veterans in there and mix it together so that there's support from the from the veteran players for the new guys. But I just think that for me, I want to see a Ratcliffe, Lazinski, Allison line mm-hmm. on the Phantoms. I don't want to. They're all three on separate lines every game. And like I said, I understand what they're doing. They put, you know, an AHL stalwart kind of guy in at center sometimes or on the wing. They have an AHL level player who's maybe younger and then they have a, a true prospect so right. that guys are spread out. And to me, at this point in the season with this team, I'm sure Ian LaPerriere is thinking, oh, my job's on the line here. So I got to try and get into the playoffs no matter what. And so I have to do the lines in a certain way. But I just think put those three guys together. Let's see what they can do. I agree. I mean, you know, even if my job were on the line, I know that sometimes that could be a great thing, especially for energy and, you know, the legs and a little extra speed. But here's what I'm wondering. I just feel like with the other than just sending players back down to try and help them make the playoffs, it just seems like the the Phantoms from an organizational standpoint are on autopilot. Like I haven't seen any extra anything for the organization to try and push them over the hump other than, you know, picking up absolutely necessary players because they had to because they were, you know, they had open spots to try and make the playoffs. Do you feel like they've gone through, you know, and again, they don't have a true assistant down there, assistant GM or GM of the Phantoms. They don't have that. And I just feel like it's sorely lacking to the point now where it's real. This is where it's really showing up. I think so, too, because I think that's where the GM and the coach have to work together. And I think at the AHO level, that relationship is much more important on a day to day basis than at the NHL level in terms of, you know, having more close communication about what your lineup is going to look like and who you're playing and why I think NHL coaches have more independence on that front and they absolutely should. But at the AHL level, it has to be a a more closely held relationship where decisions are being made in an organizational level. And the AHL coach has to understand that their job is to grow and develop players. And so they need to take more direction from the organization. Mm -hmm. And I just like, it, it feels like, the the phantoms are are not doing that it really does and and i just you know i want to feel a little more urgency they you know they still have a chance the big club does not have a chance and i get it a lot of times you're not supposed to put too much emphasis on the ahl club and you know but when the big club is out of it you should put a lot of emphasis on the AHL club because it, if they go into the playoffs, it's better for your young stars. You could put Brink down there and let them play in the playoffs then. You know what I mean? Like this should be a focus. It really should be. And, you know, you saw that potential in the Phantoms game on Friday against Hershey. Ratcliffe, Allison, and Lazinski all scored in that game. Wade Allison's goal was tremendous. He was being tripped and he was like halfway yeah, down. Yeah, I on saw his that knees. one. <laughs> was he was so like, pumped up after that. I too. know. Well who wouldn't be? Because it was yeah. a really fantastic goal. It was like one handed on the yeah, stick. Yeah. 
unbelievable. Ratcliffe took a shot from almost at the point, which he never does. He's a net front guy because he's the screener, right? So he takes a a shot that's maybe out of his comfort zone and it goes in. These are the kinds of things that we need these guys to be doing. Tanner Lazinski's goal was on the power play, uh, which was on a really great feed. And it was just a, a bullet of a shot from a really sharp angle. And all three of those guys, this is what made me think about it and go on this rant because all three of those guys were on the power play together. They got Lazinski that goal. And I was just like, oh, I want to see that all the time. I get it. I would want to see it all the time, too. I mean, yeah, I there's a little bit of development going on, but there'd be a lot more if they could make the playoffs. And it just doesn't seem great right now. And, you know, we're just going to have to live with that and hope for the best here. Well, we're going to talk more about this team and things we would like to see coming up next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, they're going to choose the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you'll be able to find it and get your car in shape. So go to rockauto.com right now. You'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Russ. So continuing our discussion about the Phantoms here, I think, like I said, that game on Friday against Hershey was just dialed in and they were doing some of the right things. And then you see them turn around in their next game against Bridgeport and it just felt like there was no momentum that came from it. And I think that is one of the failings of the coaching here that's happening where they just from game to game it's a completely different team and I I keep wanting Ian LaPerriere to be successful and it's just not happening (laughs) and it's so frustrating I'll give you something else that's you know happens in a lot of games now um with the Flyers and the Phantoms and that is they take a lot of shots and you know I'm not a big shots on goal guy and I, I get it you know pucks to the net and all but there does have to be some semblance of a plan at times and can't just simply be shooting pucks on the net because then you have these games where the shot disparity is great on your in your favor and it didn't mean anything in the end and that's happening and yeah and that was Sunday's game against Bridgeport to a T where shots were 44 to 27 in favor of the Phantoms But then they allowed a terrible shorthanded goal in the third period. That was the dagger in that game. So, you know, it's just like they're making repeated mistakes, I think, that are causing them to lose games. And they're close games. Like all three of these games, the Phantoms had potential that they could have won. But they only came away with one win of the three of them. And and. You know, it seems to be like a little bit of too little, too late, especially like I said on Sunday, they got within one with 36 seconds to go in the game. But like 
that's way too late. And then Bridgeport scores an empty netter immediately thereafter, and it's, you know, out of reach. Yeah, that shorthanded goal stuff, like, it is, it does hurt, and it's frustrating. It really is. And, you know, I think that there are some guys that are down there, like, I mean, Hodgson didn't play really this weekend just because of him playing against the Ducks where he couldn't um, get on the ice because he was too burnt out from playing the games with the Flyers. But like guys like Hayden Hodgson, like Max Wellman, are the ones that really know their roles and they have to support these prospects and prevent these mistakes from happening. And so that's what I want to see from a Hayden Hodgson and Max Wilman. I want to see them being kind of the rock for guys like Tanner Lazinski, like a Wyatt Wiley, like an Isaac Radcliffe, so that everybody wins in the end. It's like the rising tide lifts all ships, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, they're, they're like the coaches on the ice. Like, that's true. And the rising tide is a great way of saying that. That is what you want. That is the, the best way. And Honestly, in a lot of organizations, when you get when you get guys out of college, when a team is not going to be in the playoffs, you generally send those guys down to the lower team, to the Phantoms, let's say, to try and help them get in the playoffs. And, you know, I find it interesting that, like, with Adder, they're just going to leave him up there. With Cates, they're just going to leave him up there. Like, had you brought these guys down after, like, their one or two games and said, hey, Go try and win something in the AHL because we think that would be good for you. They might be in better shape here. Now, how much more are they going to develop playing these NHL games compared to that if they go on a playoff run? There's your debate. That's, you know, that's the difference here right now. Yeah, which sends mixed signals, right? It does. Because it says the, the Flyers send the signal that the Phantoms are a lost cause. And then... The Phantoms are saying, no, we have a chance. Like We're working toward the playoffs here. And that just doesn't match up. And I know why they do it to some degree, but it still makes no sense in, in the long run. Yeah, in, in the long run it doesn't. But, you know, it's not our team. We just cover it. That is true. Uh, on the upside, I think Felix Sandstrom continues to be playing really well in net. I'm very happy with his progress this season. Uh, again, one of the tremendous bright spots for the Phantoms all season to really see him kind of get his legs back and make me feel confident that he's a guy that could get called up to the Flyers next year and and be okay, like if there's an injury or, or something. And and maybe he can compete for that backup spot. Maybe. And and. Just saying, too, if I did own the Phantoms, I would have um, more of the um, sugary-coated nuts carts out on the uh, <laughs> concourse because I had a hard time finding it the last game. Uh, it wasn't in its usual spot, so I think you should have two. It's a big arena. Uh, people like them. They're, they're really good. Well, I'll be sure to let them know next time I'm there that for you personally, they need to, to have the correct snacks available at the correct location. Yeah, the cashews are great, but the almonds are good. Yeah, they're all good. All right. Uh, like I said, the uh, fandoms played last night. We'll talk about the outcome of that game next week. Then Wednesday, they face Hershey, another huge matchup. And then Friday, we're looking at Bridgeport. Saturday, we're looking at Providence. So all big games. We should know the outcome of the playoff situation by the end of next weekend for sure. I agree. 
wrapping up with our flyers fun thing the flyers put out a little mini highlight reel of bobby brink uh, from denver and it's fantastic really well put together and some good plays a few that i recognize from this past season and his college career so uh that's that's a good one to take a look at yep check it out it's fun to watch the you know guys of the future start getting closer All right, that will wrap things up for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game against the Caps. We'll look ahead to the second half of that back-to-back against the Rangers. And we're switching things up a little bit. We're going to do our prospect profile on tomorrow's show, looking at Isaac Howard. And then we'll have our mailbag on the Thursday show. So get your questions in. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers or you can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R M I R I A M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.